rocking and rolling. So how do you think we did? The conversion of turning a living room into a functioning podcast studio. Pretty proud of you guys. It's pretty, it's stunning. I mean, the whole house is stunning. It's my first time here. But uh, I love this. This is great. It's the good it's energy. Great. Yeah. I mean, the other studio was dope, but just being in that closed in little room, I felt like I felt like we we're about to like record some music with true. You know? true. It was too tight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was trying to do. Do it again. <laughs> it's interesting, though. You, you got to start somewhere and everywhere in life. You have to take what you have in terms of resources and convert and do what you got to do. But this place just gives us a lot more room to create. Yeah. Really proud of you guys. And What's the neighborhood energy? like? Neighborhood's uh, amazing. Is it? Yeah. Cool. No crime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. Last place was a little sketchy, y'all. Also, your neighbors were great. Like, the only interaction I ever had was this wonderful old man in a little, like, electric cart was, like, right as I parked in your driveway, was like, hey, can I can I pick some of those? I don't remember what fruit it was that was hanging from the your noni. tree. The noni. The noni fruits? I don't know what it was. Yeah, Something really... on the far left side of your property. Mm. And he asked me for permission. And I was like, I don't live there, but I give you personal permission, sir. <laughs> like, pick that fucking tree. But he's like, but also I can't get out of my chair, so I need help. And I was like, okay. So then I helped him pick some of your tree. People are amazing. They were great. You know, a lot of the times when people try to stigmatize humans before meeting them, they miss out because yeah. people are awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... Imagine like somebody out there in the world remembers you at your like absolute shittiest point. Like you were having a really bad day and you were an asshole or you were in a rush or whatever. And as far as they're concerned, like that's your personality. That's how that person remembers you. That's something I struggle with. Every version of you exists in somebody's memory. And that's what they think of when they think of you. A version of me? Not <laughs> just generally. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. What version are we popping in today? <laughs> you clearly didn't microdose acid. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of which, have bit. you done that recently? Yeah, earlier today. To oh, you did? The oh, with the unicorn spray. With the unicorn. It's like, just to clarify, it's a true microdose, ladies and gentlemen. It's like a tenth of a of a tab and then some other things mixed in. Well, I am wearing it. my mushroom shirt today. <laughs> Got it in Medellin, Colombia. Yeah. Okay. It was a vibe. I feel like we trailed. We almost, I think the one thing I want to make sure we don't do on this podcast is like start multiple conversations and then keep moving on. I feel like we do a lot of that because we just giggle so much. But it's how it rolls. Is that, is that what it is? I've learned that, that is. the best conversations are when you go in without an agenda mm. and you just connect and see what's up. I know, but I think I wanted to remember because I like this point. The idea of like, it's kind of like the ultimate like, santa's naughty or nice list it's this idea that every version of you exists in somebody's memory right you everybody you interact with if you show up as you know you're not best self maybe again you're having a bad day and it's pretty justified but whether you'll maybe like never see that person again never interact with them maybe that's why we don't care but if you do care the idea is that it, it exists out there so and first impressions are really important too in that sense. right Right, yeah. Because you never know if that's going to be the only time those people ever see you. <laughs> so ideally, you want to present the best version of yourself Always. in all situations. Yeah. And I mean, first impression to me, that seems like you are doing it because you want to get something out of it versus like just, uh, I don't know, showing up as a nice person in the world and, and making sure that that's what people remember you as. And for some reason, that seems less selfish or less like... <laughs> well, have you ever <laughs> been in a sense? social situation and... You go through it, and right afterwards, as soon as you leave it, you think to yourself, I could have done that better. But, 
every day. <laughs> like I could have done that better. <laughs> <laughs> that did not go the way I, I planned. Like, repeat the things I said. I'm like, the fuck does that even? What were you? Why didn't you just stop? I think I've done that since we started this podcast. I've done that many times on <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> I'll be honest. Recently, I called up the woman who owns addycats.com. So that's the organization I'm getting my Maine Coon cat from. You're getting a Maine Coon cat? Yeah, it's been two and a half years. You told me about this. Yeah, it's been two and a half years. I'm still on the list. Actually, two years and seven months, but who's counting? (laughs) And uh, I called her up because she's amazing. And they told me it was going to potentially take more than two years, first of all. Uh, But Mother Nature just wasn't producing male coons. So here I am still on the queue <laughs> and i remember i try to make like this small talk with her and i just totally just screwed up my opening and i just <laughs> i muted my phone and just yelled shit <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward silence and she's like oh well uh they're gonna be pregnant soon I gotta I gotta you know there have been male coons since then she just didn't give them to you probably <laughs> you got bumped down the list yeah you got to see this cat look at this thing this is the mom look at the mom that's the mom cat. Oh, they don't shed much. Yeah, huh? boy. <laughs> that's a sh- that literally is the capital of shed. Is it? It doesn't look like the kind. It's of gonna poop or... fur everywhere. <laughs> it's, I'm it's allergic a... to cats. Are you moving out? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna lock myself in my room. This guy's gonna go full. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting Aww. experiment. But that little monster is going to be so rolling cute. around. He's going to get 25 pounds. If mean cat Coons. gets that big, I'm down to be allergic to it. Look at that cat. <laughs> and what's great about Maine Coons is that that cat what looks like... What is this, like, like some Joe Rogan shit? Like, like you have it pulled up? We've upgraded. We've upgraded. We've upgraded. This is amazing. Isn't this sick? Have we pulled anything else up on the screen that I wasn't aware of? Well, you're the fourth we podcast in the new studio, so... We've pulled oh up my some stuff. God, look at those paws. But what's interesting about this cat is that it looks like a demon, right? It looks like it would <laughs> let out some serious, like, like some serious, like, like you know. But yeah. it's not. It makes these chirp noises. It's like, chirp, 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 chirp. or at least I That's think great. I've watched every YouTube video. <laughs> The white one looks particularly evil with that combination of eye. I color. like the black smoke. I think black smoke's the most most evil and and bold and glorious what color are you getting this one this black smoke this black smoke yeah (laughs) (laughs) that thing's just gonna be chilling right here and i'm just gonna be petting it like welcome welcome to my house (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna become the captain he's gonna be wearing masks while you guys podcast i wanted a dog i also was on the waiting list for the dog and then when they called me up telling me it's time I said, uh, timing is everything in, in the world. Uh-huh. And timing wasn't right. It's not right. And timing's everything in every aspect. Work, <laughs> business, animals. Why wasn't it right? You wanted this dog. You were obsessed. Because it's a full-time job. It's a, Getting a dog, getting a puppy the way I wanted to do it. I wasn't going to yeah. get like a little tiny scruffy. Right. I was going to get a full-grown bucer on. Yeah. It's like a mix between a German Shepherd and a Rottweiler. I always do have like mad respect for those kind of people like... I mean, God, like the way that it's just like even after they drink water, they make a mess. They like slop it everywhere and the amount of food that they eat and then picking up those giant shits like my dog. Sometimes he poops and it's literally like this big and I giggle. I'm like, I feel bad, like wasting the plastic bag. Like I grab a leaf and I just toss it somewhere, you know, they're the best type of people because dog people just nothing really bothers them. That's what I love about dog people. They're very chill. Their life is chaos. (laughs) 
but it's chaos with love. That's true. And I think that when you're surrounded by love and you experience it with your animals, yeah, it's it's awesome. I was as soon as you said that, I'm like, well, I have three little ones, but they equal one big one in my house. I'm just like covered in cat hair. Like when you get in my car, there's like. This is like, I'm really outing myself here, but there's like, there's like hair on the dash of oh, my, yeah? it's like tiny little cat hairs. So there's nothing you can do. But that's why the first thing I said when I looked at Jermaine Coon, I'm like, oh, does he not shed? Do you have a Dyson? Because I just Dyson live. Vacuum? It doesn't matter. With three animals, it doesn't matter. Okay. I vacuum and I Swiffer every day. I wash my sheets when I'm in town. I wash my sheets multiple times a week. And it's like, I just, ex- I'm the cat hair The lady. two things. There's like lint rollers everywhere in my house. I don't wear dark colors anymore. I've adjusted. The two Gucci things I think everyone needs in their house what? is a Dyson vacuum. Because that thing is just absolute beast right. mode. The animal version is the one I got. Okay. Flex. I don't have that. I gotta and say. a Vitamix. Okay. Vitamix to make smoothies. You're so bougie. I, well, I know. <laughs> Show me Come a ways. long way. <laughs> Come a long way since 2015 in San Francisco. <laughs> That's amazing, man. And we, the three of us, Sky Obs and the Jones, started in California. Now we're here. Yeah. COVID babies planted our flag. <laughs> and I'm surprised that, you know, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised. That I'm still here? Yeah. <sighs> Well, because it's like, where else is cooler? I think the next, the only upgrade is out of the U.S. I agree. I mean, it's, I was kind of almost drawn back to the West Coast for the homies. And I sat in it like a couple day after day. And I was like, what's your why? What's your why? I'm like, what are you going to go do on the West Coast? What are you going to do? Where here, I have a couple of ideas, like how I can branch out and what's next. But on the West Coast, I'm like, I'm just going to be like an Instagram girl forever. You know, like teach yoga forever. Like, well, Miami is such a cool pocket of and Florida. To you know? clarify, I love teaching yoga, but it's so time consuming to make any real amount of money. I mean, it isn't if you innovate, there are ways. But if I'm really honest, it isn't my greatest calling, you know. Um, you know what I want to do. Should we talk about that? Let's it's so premature, it feels. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, for people that don't know what you do, when I look at your Instagram, if I had no idea who you were, I'm just seeing some crazy freaking poses. (laughs) I'm seeing a girl doing a flag, an insane core, and basically just flexing on anybody, anywhere, at any time in the most ridiculous... I wouldn't call it flexing, but I would call it... There's a lot of love i feel integrated i hope it doesn't feel like i'm flexing no but it i mean you are flexing but you're playing i'm like i hope it doesn't but you're a per- <laughs> what i Just mean kidding. is that you're a performer like you're a performer you're a performer in the yeah. truest form like your art is acro and it's showing these unique shapes and the ways you can bend your body it's amazing and you've Can't built sh- such a huge following of people that follow and love what you represent and what you do and as you've grown, your your art has grown and also <laughs> just the way you think has grown. So it's interesting to see someone that has made a life, a freaking awesome life, doing what <laughs> you do. Because not many people, not many uh, people have been able to accomplish it. Well, damn, man. I do have like... Yep, French doors in the back. Cool. So my head will still fit out when I'm leaving. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, thanks for hyping me up. I appreciate you. That's you should great. get hyped up. I know we've talked about in the past how sometimes humans go back and forth in emotions. And, you know, you've talked openly about how sometimes you just kind of go into a snail hole for a few days and you just don't want to talk to anyone extremely introverted. And then sometimes you have days where you're like, you're really sugarcoating it. No, I struggle with depression, man. 
Yeah. Now, and you know what's really cool? I got to say, the more consistent that I am and the kind of like weeding out of toxic people and really staying true to my purpose, uh, I keep it at bay. So it's been it's been a good amount of time, which like like oh, I think it's been like five or six months which for me is like <laughs> when it's really bad it's like every every period every cycle you know it's like oh, what's the point of living <laughs> <laughs> what have you found that's been helpful to get you out of those funks because for example even before we jump into it my good friend Laza who you have to meet because you guys are such good energy mm. but she was saying that a lot of the times with depression Something that's helped her is thinking about it as going through you instead of holding on to it. Right. Because we all experience bad emotions and bad things in life because we're, you know, humans and things are terrible on this earth from time to time. Right. If you're always happy, you're insane. Right. But you have to (laughs) let those things come through you and just let them let them breathe. Sometimes if you're depressed, you're depressed. Hug a cat, you know, do what you got to do. What has been something that's been helpful for you to get out of a funk? Well, First, just to respond to that, I think that like, of course, you know, if you have the awareness to be like, oh, this is temporary, let it move through me, I'm not attached. But there's a whole other different kind of sad where you're fully aware of that, but you still make the decisions that keep you sad and kind of keep you in that hole. And then like that becomes the form of self-harm, right? So it's almost like you want to, you want to be fucking sad. You want to continue it. Um so I think okay, I touched on on um, maybe cutting out people who are toxic that kind of like whether it's the small things that it's like gossip or a relationship like I was in this like on and off again relationship and I am not resilient enough for that. Let me tell you. <laughs> like, well, it's um, tough because people people want to be loved. People want right, to feel love. Right. Hugs are great. Love <laughs> is great. <laughs> it's right. a great drug. Right. Um, But uh, aside from like the obvious, right, some of the simpler things that I find like literally it's journaling in the evening and in the morning. It's doing breath work, not once, you know, for 10 minutes in the morning, but it's sprinkling it in throughout your day. Like it's having the self-awareness to be like, oh, my energy's dipping. And if my energy dips, then I'm not going to get these tasks done. And if I don't get these tasks done, then tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit disappointed with myself. And then I'm going to be a little bit lazy and I'm going to spend some time on my phone and uh, I might end up Netflixing at two in the afternoon. And then the third or fourth day, oh man, I'm sad now all of a sudden. And it's like, having the awareness to stop that you know okay cool I've been working for two hours let's do a little bit of breath work let's journal let's set some more intentions let's check in with the to-do list I'm like uh I'm like um oh man being self-employed is is difficult for me at the end of the day I'm like I'm like a little emo artist and uh staying on track is that is one of my bigger struggles so you know, uh, I'm my, I'm all in or all out. I'll get a month's worth of work done in two afternoons, and then I'm burnt out. And so it's learning to find consistency. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, being self-employed Staying is hydrated, difficult because <laughs> at some level, when you're self-employed, you need to be built for being self-employed because we all want to be self-employed. <laughs> but a lot of the times, when you're employed, you work ten times more than when you're self-employed because right. you have to have that extreme discipline and that almost like fear that or whatever it is that drives you to right. stick to a schedule as if you are employed. Right. And I think there's a lot of people that just genuinely don't operate as well being self-employed as employed. But you can become, you can stay self-employed by getting a coach, right, or hiring someone to hold you accountable. 
that's someone I'm, I'm actually personally looking right now for sort of like the oh. perfect coach. I have advisors and yeah. mentors and, but I'm, I'm looking for someone that is truly captures my essence. Right. That can help, you know? Well, when you find that person, pass them my way. That was a realization I came to about, I think maybe even I touched base with you about this. I don't know, but maybe like six or seven months ago, like, okay, if I'm going to do anything big next level, I'm going to have to create a team. And I actually found a bit uh, a business mentor, if you will. Um, so the, the project that I said I didn't quite want to talk about, he's reviewing the documents and we're kind of going back and forth and figuring out the next steps. So this is very exciting. Are we talking about the project that we've been talking about? Oh, we're talking about the project that we've been talking about. Can we talk about? We can't no, talk we can't about, talk, can't talk about, about that project. No. That's exciting, though. I know that's a huge one, and that's the kind of shit it's like that is never. That's never gonna happen if a I don't have a team. You know what I mean? And people that actually that I respect that are holding me accountable, and I, that I'm probably paying to do so because that'll keep me quite motivated. <laughs> well, what you've done with American Ninja Warrior, putting yourself out there. I mean, you have something that most people don't have. You have so much raw talent Thank you. and applying your talent consistently has been something that is difficult for anybody, <laughs> let alone someone that has a squirrel brain like you and I. <laughs> I like that you said you and I. That was really nice, but I don't buy it. You are so much more dialed. I would, oh man, I would pay good money to be as dialed as you are. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's You're borderline. Solid. You just bought your second house. You're younger than me. I'm paying rent. You're you're a smart. First of all, there's man. a lot, a lot of people of paying rent. Where paying rent makes so much more sense than buying a house. I hear you. I Not hear even you. a question. But I'm just saying, I got a lot of respect for you. I, I appreciate you. Respect your badass. But I do think that specifically. We were speaking on this training the other day with some people on my team and we were talking about vision. And I feel that if you have a strong vision, then everything else follows. Yeah. Because if the visions, if you're fired up so much on the vision and yeah. you're looking, looking high down specifically, Ooh, that just made me want to cry. You're like, I'm when so you're, excited. when you're feeling that energy yes. and that whole idea of where you want to be, Mm. I feel that's the only thing that's capable of getting you to stop worrying about all of the other things. Right. Because if you just have some goals, you know, it gets late at night. Next thing you know, you're smoking <laughs> weed and you're chilling and you forgot. Just eating you ice cream a, and watching Netflix. When you have a vision, though, right. you wake up and you're, you're stoked because right. you want to be there. You see yourself on the stage. You see yourself on, with the team. You see yourself slaying in cigar boxes around the world, whatever hey. it is. <laughs> You're, this is who you are. This is what yeah. you're made of and everything else follows. Oof. Man. And I gotta, you have crystallized that. Though. I got to say, if that, to find that consistently is one of my bigger struggles. And I was saying like, so last year I was in this on and off again relationship. We would date for like two months and we'd break up. And then I'd have this like week long recovery period, which where I was like a little fuck girl and I'd like party my face off and then I'd be sad. And then I'd have the actual like, oh man, now we're broken up and I'd have the sad week. So finally by week three, I'd be getting my life back together. And then by week four, he'd be like, hey, can we try again? And I'm such a dumbass. I'd be like, okay. So it was just this like yo-yo. I love you. I love the acceptance. But this yo-yo of my energy, um, this is this project. We've been talking about it. I've been dreaming of it since like super late 2020. I started to like make small moves on it early 2021. Uh, mid 2021 got really passionate about it. And then like all of 2022 didn't touch it. So then I was thinking, oh, I'm going to move back to the West Coast. 
And I was like, what's my why? What's my why? You, what are you going to do out there? And I'm like, I know what I would do if I stayed in Miami. So then uh, I sent a couple texts, back, bringing it full circle, uh, sent a couple texts to some people I respect. Don of Ahana was one of them. And I was like, She's how great. do I start? What What's my first? I have this like incredible vision that when, not consistently, but when it is that thing that's driving me, I just can't think of anything else. And, and when I get so, when I talk about it, I get so excited that anyone I talk to is like, yeah, 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 I want in. This is a great great idea um so she she put me in contact with somebody who helped her uh in in her I don't know I think with Hahana actually and maybe a previous business um and then fun fact when I first sat down with him he was very like well I'm gonna you know respectfully tell you a lot of reasons why this is a terrible idea he's like seven out of ten businesses fail and like you know whatever it was very like traditional and uh and midway through he kind of started to open up and he's like well you know I don't know maybe and by the end he was like I mean I tell you I wish I were younger this is exciting (laughs) I felt I felt pretty accomplished that I'd gotten his respect based off of where we'd started the conversation and how we ended by the end well that's Uh, your magnetic pull yeah. Because well, but it's the thing, though. Because building vision. a business is so hard. It's so hard. It requires so much money, <laughs> first of all. It requires so much capital. And mm-hmm. then you have to ask yourself, do you want to raise capital? Because if you raise capital, now all of a sudden you're beholden to someone else. Yeah. Now your fun build-your-own-business has turned into a J-O-B. Don't scare me out of this. It's, it's <laughs> tough. But the reality is, it's also... You don't have a choice when you're right. sold on what you want to create. You don't have a choice. And once you get bit by the entrepreneur right. bug, so hard to go back. I just know aside from being like a stay-at-home mom, I, I can't think of any other. If I have to have a job, if I have to earn income, and actually if I'm really honest beyond that, I think that this really speaks to my dharma and it's a way for me to kind of like um, have a safe space to serve that purpose that I, I believe I, I came here to do just to spread love man I think we talked about it. it's like how do I um one of the ways that I believe I spread love to elaborate is through movement and to empower people in their own movement so not just like hey watch me move but I love taking somebody who wa- who's watching something I'm doing and they make the comment of like oh I could never do that and I'm like want to bet <laughs> give me 30 minutes uh and it's happened so many times at Muscle Beach um specifically like a simple example is I'll go back and forth on the monkey bars and a, a woman will approach me and she's like I follow you on Instagram. I've been coming to Muscle Beach for the last three days. I'm on vacation. I've been hoping to run into you. And then without Dilby, they'll be like, oh, you're so amazing. I can never do what you do. And I'm like, put your bag down. <laughs> put some chalk on your hands. You're going to play. And they're like, no, no, no. So long story short, I, I push them. Maybe I'm like, I think I have a nice. That's probably one of my skills is that I'm a little bit... Um, I don't know. You've done acro with me. I'll, I'll like put, I'm, I'm a bit pushy, but I think in a wonderful way. And so I get people to do things that not many other people can get them to do. You have such a gift. It's a, it's a gift. I don't know what it is. Cause at first, one thing about acro that's a little bit weird for anyone is that you, you sort of have to let yourself get manhandled. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a new experience. To, like definitely most men I'm presuming. Yeah. Remember sky felt lighter than you did. Well, I couldn't. Because you were like, wait. I just laughed out too hard. When we did that that one time, I could not stop laughing. It was too funny to me. Right. I don't know what it was. Like, your foot was on my lap. I I, I know what it was. You were being manhandled. I was just not a fan of it. (laughs) Your legs are strong. You're just tossing me around like I'm a loaf of bread. You were like, I feel like a skinny little bitch. I was for sure. There it is. 
I love you. Quote it. Yeah, I swear you said that. I'm it not was that it day I decided I need to start working out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, folks. <laughs> yeah, pop that shirt off. Let's see. Yeah, it. let him. Yeah, let me see. That's what we've been working with. <laughs> oh man, but anyway, so yeah, I those those really empowering and rewarding moments that I have with people through movement specifically uh, and one on one, it's unparalleled. It's absolute magic. But they don't really happen in like a yoga class. They don't really happen sometimes in workshops. But that's also like man, you mean I got to just like schedule out like these ads? That's, you know what I mean? It's so Maybe much. Maybe you could do something that, so one of my favorite influencers sure. is, is not an influencer. He's a rapper, Harry Mack, the freestylist. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Harry Mack's amazing. Is he the handsome one or like the not one? There's because it's a team and one of them is very handsome. Dude. I don't know if he's. Yeah, is he the one that him. wears the hat? Yeah. Oh, he's not who I was thinking of. But respectfully, Harry Mack is the man. Oh, he is lovely. I actually. It's so loud. It's terrifying me. Thank you. So what he does is he takes random yeah, yeah. words and makes a freestyle. <laughs> but hit pause real quick. What I really wanted to get out of this is that what's cool about Harry Mack is that he goes grassroots. He just mm -hmm. walks around like a college campus or anywhere, runs into random people and asks if he can do a freestyle. Yeah. And he has a camera. Oh, I've gone down a TikTok that. rabbit hole of his. So maybe if you like went to Muscle Beach, you just had a camera person follow you. I know. But you could do those. That could be. Your oh, you're thing. talking for content. For That's content. really cool, man. So I'm talking for someone. to like pay my bills. <laughs> pays your bill. yeah and it's so the, and so this brings us full circle that we won't talk about it a bunch but it's like it ultimately comes down to owning my own space like well i don't want to be a personal trainer i don't want to have like one-off classes that's not you know my own space. well having your own space is huge i know because it's a it's a safe space yeah who are we talking to recently sky about how when you go to someone else's house if it's not like the right person's house the energy is different. Yeah. I was talking to this about sh with Chef Michael. Mm -hmm. Chef Michael, Chef Michael Ross, shout out. When you have <laughs> your own space, you're able to use it and do what you want. Right. But if you're always going to someone else's, you put out a different version of you. Mm -hmm. Like what Dawn's done with Ahana is really cool because that's just a giant creative space that she's Oh, built. it's just the fucking Dawn show. And she just gets to be unhinged and like unfiltered and absolutely beautiful. And just, you know, she really is just a conduit for for love and for the message um because like oh, like i could not imagine don showing up and trying to integrate into anybody else's space if you know don then you just know like she just lets it lets her freak flag fly she's so open about her past and her history and how she's gotten to be who she is and yeah prime example like she could never uh what would you say assimilate into like somebody else's studio or it's uh, such a such a different experience. Everyone's got to try it. It's yeah. very unique. Yeah. Again, it's another one of those things that if you've never done it before, especially if you traditionally weightlift as a dude, it's right. very just like it's <laughs> very weird. It's very weird. I mean, even if you are, have taken dozens and dozens of, of any other kind of yoga, but you show up and for the first 
10 minutes Dawn's like on a rant her mic's not working she's like her phone's not working her kid calls her and you know she's just kind of off the wall then she sits down and she gives you this really impactful 10 minute 15 minute dharma talk but some part of your ego is like is class ever gonna start you know especially if you're for, if you're new to it and then the singing and the chanting starts and you're like oh my god it's a cult it's for sure a right fucking cult. And the first time you go <laughs> it's probably hard to get into it you really gotta yeah if you're not into kirtan if it's not if it's your new if your first experience yeah and you're you're like just there for uh i don't know like fitness maybe you would be probably pretty weirded out by the whole spiritual side but that's what i really love about her is she's a miami girl and she's found a way you know she's has this crazy past party life that she wouldn't hesitate to tell you about. But then she's fused, um, in, in my opinion, some of the more spiritual and deeper elements of yoga that completely get bypassed by other studios with, um, with a community of people you wouldn't expect to be, you know, really, uh, living it and doing it. Do you think that the community that she built in Miami is similar to the communities you're used to in California with yoga or is there a different energy in Miami when it comes to the yoga life? Oh, it's so different. I'll never forget one time I watched a girl walk into Ohana with platform high heels on and like her fancy ass bag and like, you know, just very Miami and she walked in uh, to me, it's like you don't you take your studios, your shoes off at the front door, like even at your house. It's like you would never walk with your shoes into a yoga studio where people roll their mats out. And, you know, but actually one of my first experiences at Ahana was um, a bunch of girls propping their phones up on blocks to film their to time lapse their practice. And at first I was like, what the fuck is this disrespect? What is happening? Uh, but a couple months into it, I was like, hey, girl, do your thing. I'm like. Uh, full transparency i kind of want to film mine too <laughs> yeah. i want to watch it's interesting when you see people <laughs> filming themselves in the gym yeah. for example because it's, one of, it's one of those things where you at first you're probably like wtf like almost right. anyone but then you think about it and you're like oh respect right because the reality is yo chill stay in your lane Bro. respect anyone that's Bro. trying to grow and build what do anything you want as long guess as it what? Doesn't they like... don't care what you think right <laughs> You're not going to sleep better at night afterwards. <laughs> you aren't paying your bills. The content is, or you aren't paying their bills. Rather the content is, it's like, I mean, hopefully we hope they're making money off of filming themselves. Yeah. I think that there's a dream, which is content. A lot of people have mm -hmm. had the dream, which is why YouTubers are YouTubing, I believe is the most looked or sought after career That's as a crazy. young person today. That's so weird. I mean, is, it makes sense though, which is possibly troubling, right? If everyone just wants to be a content creator, who's going to become the doctors, you know, that's terrifying. <laughs> Cause if you can, if you can make it content creating, you hypothetically have the greatest life ever. You can build residual income, but there's also a lot of other ways to build residual income, yeah. network marketing, affiliate marketing, you know, all sorts of different Amazon type of affiliate businesses. Yeah. Do you think that maybe that'll mean that the people who end up in the trades that we really need are that just would be the most passionate? Like they just because they really want to be a doctor, not because they were told they'd make good money. And I don't field? know. I have no idea. I'm not. I think that sounds like a. If I were to theorize. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay, you couldn't even take yourself seriously. Both. <laughs> phones i'm addicted to my phone right you are it's you the think hardest you thing for me to get rid of i mean i definitely am getting better at separating myself but if i am addicted to one thing in this world it's my phone yeah. 
Yeah. If people look at their screen time, they would be sick. Most people would be sick What's if you your saw screen your screen time. time. Like? I don't, I'm not, not going to pull it up. Come here. on, let's talk pull about it. it. I'd rather, pull I'd rather it take it my up. pants pull off. Come on. You my pull, pull, it it pull it up on the pull big up. screen. <laughs> I can't go. do it. Pull one of those things out right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> but the point is, is that it's a weird social experiment when children are born with phones. Wait, can we just talk about, what if we talk about just your Instagram time? Well, that's tough too because at one point you're building your majority of the time. (laughs) At one point you're building your brand. So I spent a lot of time responding to DMs, reaching out to people and stuff like that. But I also spent a lot of time like showing love to the homies. Talking about talking to an influencer. Pull it out. Let's go. Not your dick. (laughs) I mean, the screen time thing. I mean, sometimes it's like 10 hours throughout the day. That's fine. I just want to know your Instagram time. Look at that. Let me see. You go to settings. Oh, screen time. Screen time. What's yeah. your daily? I want to know your Instagram time for today. Nine. Nine hours. What's your daily? My daily, it varies greatly. If I'm traveling versus if I'm home. But I also use my phone for everything. That's not an answer. Yeah, what's your daily? <laughs> <laughs> I'm that. just saying. It va- okay, so when I was down in Martinique. Right, right, when now, I was right now, right now. Daily time. Seven hours, 48 minutes for, the, for fu- today. I'm at five hours and 35 minutes Fuck. for today. Wait, I tell me though, what's your Instagram times, guys? Uh, I, have, um, I have a point the, here. Well, Instagram is a great, great method. Spent yeah. two of those hours on Netflix, though. That's not fair because I was watching. Does that count? Because that's not phone. That's like TV. I don't have a TV. Mine's 44 minutes. Good job. An hour and a half. <laughs> I win. <laughs> well, I just wanted to beat you. But actually, you win. Yeah. An hour. Oh, hour and five minutes of Instagram for me You know what's something I deleted and I'm way better for it is dating apps. That's good, man. Yeah. I don't know, though. Fucking win for Tinder. I'm loving my Tinder relationship I just had. Oh, oh wow. that was from Tinder? Yeah. Fantastic. Isn't that the coolest? <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Touch your face. Well, I love the lottery. Like, <laughs> if, if there was another... <laughs> There's another world I would almost be like a huge gambling addict because I love <laughs> believing in like the unexpected. It gets right. me fired up. And that's why I've always loved dating apps because I love the, the fantasy fairy tale of right. like, what if? Like you look at my buddy, Matt Dodge, yeah, married to Haley. And there he's about to have his first child in, in a month and a half. That's they met cute. on Hinge. Oh, beautiful story it's he's adorable. like i knew i was gonna marry her the second date i'm like wouldn't that be nice <laughs> <laughs> second date and it's just fucking swiping but the hard thing about no, it is that no. i've realized no. that the only way i'm ever going to potentially have that type of level of happiness is if it's organic natural and i focus on myself yeah you know when you're looking for it it's you're looking for the wrong things that's what i think yeah but if it comes to you naturally at some level, and it could be through a dating app, I just think like in life you have to, you know, you fill your tank up. Yeah. Like I, I used up a lot of my dating tank for a while. <laughs> I'm just recharging, putting some 93 octane up in this. No, for sure, man. You got to make yourself like instead of um, showing up on the first date and, and or trying to be your best version of yourself for that person, you do it backwards, right? Be the best version of yourself for yourself for a couple of weeks and then see who shows up afterwards rather than like meet a person and try to be your best self for them. Which is also funny if you think about it because it's just one big giant excuse to validate while you're single. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, is that is the reality. You know, man, I wasn't, I was just on Tinder because Tinder is supposed to be the dirty one and I just wanted to meet somebody to have fun with. And then he's awesome. 
Well, Tinder is really popular in other countries as like the go-to. Is it? But in the U.S., it's the it's like it's the, it's the dirty. It's one. the super freak. <laughs> it's like full fledged. <laughs> Especially in Miami. Like. Oh, I'm one of those people. I'm <laughs> part of the problem. I think my bio was like, what are you doing tonight? Like, So that not. dude won the lottery, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> you're not a common success story there. <laughs> I was thinking about it from my perspective. Like, I won the lottery because I think he's so cool. But I guess you're right. I think we both did. Right. Yeah. It's quite special. One thing awesome. Harry Mack does is he goes on this web platform called Omegle. Mm-hmm. Omegle is like you basically just open your video camera, click next, and anything can show up. It just connects you with people. So <laughs> one out of ten <laughs> things, you're just getting a dick, right? But when I was younger, when I was like 15, 16, I used to be like obsessed with it because I just had this fantasy that yeah. I was just going to meet this like bomb chick through it. Bro, I was that girl when I was a kid too. I was out there on chat roulette. Do you remember uh, chat roulette? <laughs> I mean, Javelette was sick. <laughs> Javelette was amazing. I mean, I had like great conversations with people for like hours. <laughs> I met this cute guy that I ended up like dating for a while. I think he was from like Scotland. I don't remember. I was the trouble starter. The trouble was starter. was a trouble starter when <laughs> I was a kid. That paved the way. But when it comes to all of those trouble starters, <laughs> I think you got to get them out of the way. You know? That's what I was going to say, man. I got it out of the way. Fortunately, I didn't like, you know... A lot of my cousins You gotta find out what you like and, and what like, you don't like. And the only way to ever do that in life, business, relationships is to give it a try. Right. But also, like, I feel like if you are, like, s- kind of suppressed as a child and you've got that bug. Not everybody has it. Like, bless my boyfriend's heart. He didn't have sex until he was 24. He was raised very religious. Uh, that's what I oh, said. Oh, so now he's a super like, freak. I was like, oh, you've been putting it work since then. This man's getting weird. <laughs> No, but, no, it's like the kid that's like in high school, their parents like, no, you can't do anything. You can't go out. And then they get to college and they just go fucking buck wild and they like ruin Christian their lives. Com, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably goes down. I swear man. to God. When uh, for our first date, he took me on a double date with another couple. His best friends is like this guy and this girl. Nice people. But I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? I was like, either nothing is happening afterward or it's going to get real freaky. Like, what? Well, that's a great thing about Why being, are there four people at this great thing about table? being in your 30s is it's way different than in your 20s. Like yeah. people just people. Everyone's been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, for the most part, very, very like uh, communicative. Let's see how this vibe happens. And then. Right. (laughs) Are you calling in the day and the podcast at night? (laughs) (laughs) We were thinking about doing a podcast at night where we turn all the, you know, we get it. This is an ongoing theme and it's always inspired around having Aubrey on. We're like, yeah, we're going to do the pot, the damn good day show at night. Why is it? And lights <laughs> and because I don't know, our vibe's always good when you're here. Why are we never smoking? That's what I don't understand. So here's Why thing. do we wait let's, let's until just, we're done filming the podcast so, to get high? Can, well, one up. This is what, I mean, can you can please? Smoke. I would love that. You want to smoke d- with I'm me? I'm down to smoke. Such a little baby. I have to listen to the validation he's got going on. Tell me, baby. Let's get baked. <laughs> right, I'm gonna leave it on camera. Three Am I Joe Rogan yet, though? <laughs> <laughs> this might be your breakthrough moment. No, the hardest like, man, thing about that me Ian for weed, though, the hardest thing about me for weed is I can't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the type of person that can wake up, smoke weed, and then like create a whole freaking 
like judo jacra course with nolly oh, breathing bro. i was doing like the flag and <laughs> was, crazy stuff but. i was a minute late to my conference call this morning because i chose to like rip the bong instead and for like the first 30 seconds i was like too much opera you're so high and like a minute and a half in i had everybody laughing and i was like yes yeah like you rip bongs and i maybe <laughs> rip a bowl we're not the same I'll drink. I like smoking cigars, which is such a sad thing. Cause like I'm not smoking cigars in my living room. That was another thing I was going to taunt you to do. But then I remembered it was your new house. And I was like, he's I would smoke love a cigar. to smoke a cigar during a podcast. That yeah. would be a dream. And I want to make it happen. Can but you install some kind of like air? I don't want my place to smell like that. Like that's my roommates my... smoke spliffs. And I know cigars are a whole different game, but you I don't want to be it. that. I, you know, when you walk in and he's like, Hmm. <laughs> this boy cleaned his house like i want that febreze smell i don't want some musty ass like i think if it's a rare occasion and you like here? really air have it you, out have you ever seen the cigar smoke it's like <laughs> it's like fumes yeah it's gnarly I'm but point you. is, is I do love the concept kind of, of like having a drink or smoking a stove on yeah. a podcast. I'll do that all day. Yeah. I'd actually be down to have a drink over. Smoking. Are you getting scared? I think he's getting scared. I mean, I'm going to smoke. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, I smoke weed every the day. The rest of the podcast is just Ian being like, um, <laughs> what, uh, what the fuck was I saying? Well, I talk about, I talk about that. I'm open. I'm an open pothead in the sense that yeah. I smoke at night, like around yeah. 830. I smoke every day. And I love it because I actually get so freaking creative yeah. when I'm high. Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm super creative, <laughs> but my execution goes down from <laughs> 10 to 1. That's the hardest oh, thing. I have like 10 business plans that I'm sure would do really good things just in my notes alone or like all these things that I want to <laughs> do. It's like, I hear you. Um, I bought a whiteboard for that recently on OfferUp. Because whiteboards and weed yep. work really well together. <laughs> that would be a great weird. podcast. Whiteboards and weed. I love that. It's phenomenal. Can you just like haphazardly hang it over a damn good day? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Whiteboards and Weed. On today's episode, we have Aubrey Marie. <laughs> I love this. I don't know what the fuck the premise of it would be. Oh, but back to the nighttime pod. You should totally do this. And I think we should have Well, check this out. We can go. Have you ever seen? Okay. Alexa, open the portal. <laughs> oh, it doesn't hit as hard because of the lights. But do you, does that look good on the camera when you have the lights like that? Yeah. Should we keep it like this? Her side's a little darker. Alexa, it's podcast time. Fuck off, Alexa. Alexa, it's podcast time. That's pretty witty. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoy that. That's fire, right? That's great. You know, I re- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like stuck in 2010 at most. Like, first of all, I refuse to believe that I'm 35 years old. I feel like 20 something at most. Um, you look 20 something at most. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I you literally. You move like you're free. Like, you're <laughs> unbelievable. You're in better shape than 99.999% of the world. Thank you. Thank you. On the way here, though, I don't know. It may have been my microdose, but I was like 35. Like, oh, you know, I was driving and I thought, well, that was a very responsible driving reaction. Like, I was driving slow enough to respond. And I thought to myself, yeah, bitch, 35. It's like what people expect out of you to yeah, like be a responsible 35? driver. Yeah. Like 
Because you're driving <laughs> responsibly. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, if you're a 25 year old and you drive responsibly, it's like, oh, good job. Like, nobody really expects that. But like, you're 35. What do you consider driving responsibly that you impressed yourself on the way here? I was driving. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about this? What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's not driving responsibly. <laughs> like, are you switching lanes without using your blinker? <laughs> or are you like tailgating? <laughs> like, what's going on? Can you please tell us more? Am I blushing? Oh my god, God! Because I am. I drive like such a little asshole. Mostly, I got a six-speed stick shift. Uh, Tomorrow, just like come on, get on my way. Like I'm always like it's real low to the ground. So you like ride people's ass and then rip. No, over I'm afraid of riding people's asses, but I do like as soon as I can, I break free and I'm going like at seventy and a thirty-five, just like. Okay, so basically you accelerate, <laughs> you accelerate a lot. That's driving bad for you. Yeah. Mass acceleration. Like quickly. when I'm getting on the freeway, it's a game cool to me like... to see if I can get it to like 120. <laughs> <laughs> so knock on wood, but I just feel like the cops in Miami don't exist on the road. No, I hope and not. And that's one thing I love about it. It's, it's the type of thing that my dad would hate to live here because yeah. it's it's chaos <laughs> oh, bro, I mean, it's, it's need for speed forza underground <laughs> people here are not grand theft auto like, like in, at least in california everyone's just a space cadet right like they're just people will just stop in the middle of the road but in miami it's forza it's right. ripping like back and forth <laughs> and also they're the only person on the road and they're the most important person on the road so just like these, uh, I almost, I swear, it's like you're not in the United States. The decisions people make, whether it be, <laughs> let's watch Ian rapidly decline. <laughs> well, I'm like, I guess 15 I'm, minutes I'm like you're driving together. as you've aged. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Something about me being old and driving. First of all, I just talked. <laughs> I just talked about you being absolutely bad in all capacities of life. So you crushed it and bad in a good way. <laughs> like bad in a good way. Like how she's just, bad. He's, he's already bad. fucking just lit. Bad. Just lit and just like fumbling over his words. I'm just kidding. I love you. Remember last time we had a whole like no shoes on the podcast talk. I see you're back to shoes. Oh no. But man. like it's chill because they're loafers. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, my thing is, is every day I vacuum because I have a high expectation. It's just different. Different people have different living styles. So that's nothing against Sky, my, my favorite roommate. <laughs> I love him to death. He's the amazing. tension in the room right now. Is every, palpable, no, no, everyone and needs a Sky. And I've just talked kidding. about that all the time. But I'm just a clean freak. Like I just like you walk into my house. It's a representation of who I am. And yeah. I want to. The. It's your house is your this nest. This cat's gonna break you, by the way. <laughs> this is because it doesn't. I'm telling you, I clean so often. I too am a bit of a control freak and a neat freak, and in certain capacities, I go through waves. But when I'm on, I'm really on, and you cannot, you cannot. Yeah, listen to that. Well, thing. I identify as a bird, so uh, <laughs> I do think I like to keep a good nest in my crib. My house <laughs> is my nest. Okay. You know, so if there's anything that's I'm good right there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> I draw the strings right there. Let's just chill there for a second. Let's see how things roll. We'll see where the brain goes. Take a sip of the lacroix. <laughs> and go from there. So much. So, so tell us about that shirt, Jones. I kind of want to get a little backstory. 
Yeah, so we uh, went to Medellin, Colombia with two of my good friends. Colombia. So we you got your ne- your ch- chain necklace. Yeah, but it's a, I need too. a bigger chain. It's a little small. No, I think that's pretty flashy. That was one of the first things I noticed. It was the shirt and then the necklace. This is a dope shirt. Okay, keep Can you going. talk about how great this shirt is? You were, I mean, so you're in crazy. Medellin. It's the only shirt I brought back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Can I feel it? Yeah, sure. It's uh, Look at that material, too. That feels nicer than I thought it was going to. That's wonderful. But yeah, it's got mushrooms on it. And I mushrooms are the next wave of therapeutic alternatives to living a great life. Yeah. Like it started with weed. Uh, pretty much everyone I know has smoked weed or smokes weed. Mm-hmm. And they decided it was for them or not for them. Yeah. But mushrooms absolutely are on that same track. Like mushrooms are amazing. Yeah. Mushrooms are a natural enhancer in many aspects of life. Right. And I love representing mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah, they may very well be the, the solution to, like, our pollution problem, you know? They're yeah, there's a lot fucking of incredible. stuff going on. How's yeah. it uh, Is my silly? It's there's really bad at regurgitating information, yeah, but pull, pull something up, up for us. Mycelium <laughs> itself, it can be reformed into a plastic, so therefore replacing plastic as we know it, mycelium's. A but also occurring organic compound. Is there not a mushroom that could eat the fungus that eats plastic? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Mm. Yeah, it's really cool how fungus made such a big comeback. I don't think it was ever there, but fungus is such an ugly word. But mushrooms made fungus dope because there's the way well, you say fungus. I gotta say is particularly ugly. It's it's really a nuncia, like fungus. How do you it's say like fungus? Li- <laughs> well, it's not about how you say it. It's more that you say it a little bit louder than all of the other words. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah fungus is like. <laughs> is that better? So, <laughs> pestilot- in the rainforest of Ecuador in 2011, they discovered it is the first fungus that not only has a voracious appetite for plastic, but can thrive in oxygen starved environments like landfills. They taste good too. Mm. Voluminous. Wild. Can you, Aubrey, try to say pestilopus. Try to can say you word. zoom in on that? I'm really blind. I need clarification. Uh, Pestilatiopsis. Pestilatos. Is that we're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna name the cat that Pestilatiopsis. His name's gonna be Pestilatiopsis. Pestilatiopsis. Yeah, sounds about right. Teopsis. There's no A in that. Yeah, there is. Well, at the end. One uh, thing I love about one thing I love about getting stoned is that I heck, my brain just like opens up and I think about a lot of creative ideas and it goes on to the idea that everyone has creative ideas, yeah. but not everyone executes on ideas. Right. And it day to day is all about what you're executing on. Mm-hmm. So like what habits have you formed that you do no matter what? And I'm always trying to just get better at those. Right. Like one thing I'm really fired up and me and Sky talk about it all the time is just the gym, the most bare minimum. Like I feel that going to the gym is so easy for me now. I have to go to the gym. If I don't go to the gym, it's more of an effed up scenario than right. not going to the gym. Right. And I'm fired up that that's the situation we're in. Congratulations, man. I'm so you know? stoked for you. But if you can continue to build good trends, mm-hmm. then you just all everything in your life gets better. You start right. prospecting more in your business. You start doing certain habits that are productively building yourself. Right. 
Well, talk about bringing it full circle. You asked what you thought that I was doing to kind of keep that like, like very repetitious depression at bay. And it's just that it's like healthy habits and consistency with those. And then the more, the more that you are consistent, the more time goes on, you find this new level of clarity. And then the next thing you know, you're applying that to your work and to your days. And yeah. You've been crushed in that anatomy. Not so much an anatomy, man. I cannot believe I'm looking dead in the camera. I can't believe I signed up for anatomy. I was duped. Two twenty really? a month. Who pays that for a gym membership? I'm not rich. That's, That's a just, lot of It's money. so dumb. I don't even. I'm not in town often enough for that. I never work. I don't work out often enough for that. It's crazy. I like the ice bath. Though. I love cold plunge. Well, first off, big shout out to anatomy because we had <laughs> we had Mark Magna on the podcast, and Mark is absolutely. What a, what a guy who is that who is this mark megna is he like the, He's the founder oh, of okay. anatomy Shoot. what up mark give me a free nfl football player so badass that dude is the de- definition of discipline like whoa bro you know he's the- kills it this is this is mark megna here look at that guy he's a savage again? i'm very blind such a good guy he's so nice he's kind Aww. He has a freak, like he has a freakish wow. work ethic. David Goggins level work Jesus ethic. Jesus Christ! How old is he? Uh, he's beautiful. You, I think he's in his mid forties. Yeah, I'd say around there. Beautiful. But his, uh, I think on his Instagram, he's doing more of these kind of just like crazier workouts, you know, like heavy, heavy shit. I want to get yeah. him back on because he's amazing. And Anatomy just opened up a new location. But yeah, it's a premium gym. I mean, it's the Gucci gym of Miami. And that's where you want to be as a business owner for sure. <coughs> because a lot of people want to want to pay that type of cash. I will say I liked Anatomy more than um, what's the other super popular? Rich? Equinox. Equinox. Yeah. yeah. Equinox oh, yeah. is. Pfft. Equinox is stuffy. Valeting your car to go to the gym is insane. I mean, but that's what the Miami Beach one's like. Oh, you do? I mean, it's, I'm pretty sure it's free. Or like you tip or something. I don't know. The guy can't drive a stick shift. So every time I pull in, he's just kind of like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, you just park here. And he always gives me a parking spot. So UFC gym's my favorite. UFC We're gym. We're big UFC gym fans. Cool. Not gymming it lately. I mean, well, I have been actually. I made this pretty strict schedule for myself like a week ago so I could get like nice and tight before I go sailing because I've been kind of like really enjoying my vacation. <laughs> Dude, we ate and drank so much in Israel and it kind of set a trend and I just like stuck with that trend for like another three weeks after Israel. And I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, well, you are puffy. Like <laughs> my face was a little puffy and just like, you know, it's like, all right, so no more sugar, no more alcohol for, I think it's been like a month now. Uh, and I'm feeling good. I've been like running and working out consistently. But yeah, like 11 days ago, I was like, all right, every other day we're doing a gym or we're doing a run. Uh, and so I just moved and I live like two blocks from the beach. It's incredible. So I just like run over to the beach barefoot. I run like two and a half miles and excuse me, in one direction. And I turn around and run back. You've been running. Running. I know. Do you run on the part of the beach where your feet really sink in or do you go on the more firm spot? No, I don't even run on the sand yet. I'm not strong enough for that. I run on the boardwalk. (laughs) (laughs) But the other night I did go do sprints. I did like short because I can do short distance in the sand. You know what my favorite favorite is rollerblading. I love rollerblading. It is my favorite form of cardio. Yeah. It is so freeing. It's like dancing. I forget that I'm working out when I'm rollerblading. (laughs) Yeah. I liked using it as a form of transportation, but now that I live on North Beach, it's like, ugh, I'm like an, it would take me like an hour to skate to South Point, so. 
Exactly. Sap. That's what I'm thinking. We should do that. You want to do that? Hundred percent. I got new blades. I'm ripping. Are you gonna right pack now. snackies for us? Like fuck me. That's a long ass rollerblade adventure. What are we gonna do when we're down? We're gonna Uber home much. Oh yeah, we'll you make it what? one way. You're not, you're not ready for it actually. I don't think I'm ready for it. It's a little too, too far for you. No, I, I have been training though. I'm telling you. So we're hi- I'm hiking. American this. Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three-time champion. No, every time I've fallen, it's, it's been, it's been a lower leg obstacle issue. Oh really? I think it's always been my hops. Oh, you fall. No, well, I haven't finished Ninja Warrior, so obviously I've oh, fallen. The Ninja oh, look Warrior. at this, yeah. Jones. If you type in Aubrey Marie American Ninja Warrior, we show up second. Wow. <laughs> look at you that guys. That's a great episode. Fucking SEO out the ass. Yeah. SEO, baby. But uh, it's so cool that you've done the, the Ninja Warrior thing. Thanks, what was that Sam. experience like? Super intimidating. I feel like I've done it three times, and I still have yet to be like hyper present in order to really perform my best and really absorb the most out of it like I remember on this last one I was like you know we're all sitting around doing our paperwork waiting to be called back to the rooms to film the b-roll and these different scenes and there was like the group of the cool kids and I just sort of sat you know about 15 feet away from them for like hours like too shy to talk to them and I was texting with one of my friends who's also she's another like really badass ninja warrior and she texted one of the cool kids and she's like yo my weird ass friends like sitting on the floor by you guys like really sad can you go find her and talk to her I didn't know this at the time but one of them comes and finds me and he's just like hey are you Aubrey like we're friends with ninja right her name's ninja Natalie I'm like yeah hi and so he kind of brought me in but uh you know that's not I, I, I really look forward to the year that I get to show up and and perform my best uh, as well as just but like you just talked myself. about like the people and fitting in but not about the ch- that challenge part the challenge yeah because I'm so shy the first year I you know when you put cups over your ears <laughs> it literally sounded like that I thought I was gonna pass out my vision started to like pinhole because it's so loud or something no because I was so nervous Oh, just right before they hit the bell and you're just terrified. Yeah, yeah, I I walked on stage and like I just remember like looking around and being like, holy fuck, the magnitude of all the lighting and like it is just blinding and there's like cameras and it's really loud and it's just uh, and the the obstacle course itself, you're really high up. Like when you're watching it on TV, you don't really get that. But there's some element of it where you just kind of feel if you're looking down like. (laughs) on the left and the right you know and you're you're up there and then the obstacles themselves get even taller so i don't know you know when you're like up on those poles you're like a solid do you feel that you could do the course easy some of them i'm not gonna lie some of them like like third obstacle i'm like (laughs) no i can't do that (laughs) like pull strength you know like like i've got great grip strength and i can do a lot of like long but like if if it was like a salmon ladder on like the third or fourth obstacle i couldn't do that no Mm. some stuff i just could not but some courses some of the at least the qualifying courses which is like the first one that is aired of that region um what do we got Show that volume real quick, Joe. Here, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> he meant throw. <laughs> Sky is the AV audio. <laughs> Mr. Do It All. I don't even know if this is the right one, so continue talking. I'll try to find the Okay. Um, it's intimidating, man. Super yeah, fucking but intimidating. But I feel that's also... I feel you on that. Oh, I remember sometimes you, I, I get saying on, you could do some of them and other ones like absolutely not. Sometimes I get on big calls or 
work stuff, conferences, and I, I have like full fledged panic attacks before it. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I've been like this my oh, whole like, life. Really? Yeah. And and what it's all me doing it to me. Yeah. Because I'm I feel comfortable behind a mic on camera, but the first few minutes, the first five six minutes, I can't really breathe. My mouth's getting so dry. <laughs> Everyone can tell. Oh no. It's so, really tough for me. So sometimes I I try to find ways to make it interactive because yeah. it helps me make it interactive. Break out of How do you shell. make your anxiety check interactive, my guy? <laughs> Just take the attention away from me even for half a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought you like invite them to partake in your act, your anxiety attack. But then once you get past (laughs) that, it's the open ocean. Right. What's your method to deal with it when you're on a call? I typically do this right before I start talking. I mute my mic and I go. (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) Say, hey, what happens during a little bit of breath work? A little bit of grounding breath the work, breath work because presence. that's a big thing. Like if you take a deep breath in, one deep breath right. out, my heart. And I got the whoops and my stress monitor shows. Yeah. It's like you're about to have a heart attack, motherfucker. But I also <laughs> think that it's kind of natural at some level to feel that way. Yeah, of it's course. a fight or flight thing. Well, it's like, how do we teach the amygdala once and for all that like these calls or this scenario is not associated with death? We are not in danger. I'm going to do just fine. You know, because like you said, at the end of the day, it's fight or flight. It's just the brain being like, oh, shit. And you start thinking of all the things that could go wrong. (laughs) What is this person going to think of me? (laughs) But the truth is, and what's great about as you get older, that continues to get easier. Right. That's the cool thing about I love growing up at some capacity yeah. i talked about this on the last episode that i feel every three years i've changed completely as a person <laughs> i'm a completely different person than yeah. i was three years ago oh, and totally. then three years before that completely different person Gosh, sometimes i feel like it's every six months <laughs> and i also find that every as you get older you know they say that your circle gets smaller <laughs> mm-hmm. but you do appreciate the squad right but i think that something i love about the podcast is it also forces you to continuously have new perspectives and to meet new people Mm. and become more well-rounded Yeah, because there's so much things happening in this world that if you don't commit to learning from new situations, you just never learn new shit. Uh, End up in an echo chamber. You and your friends all just just the dumb, same fucking opinions. The same cult, you know, (laughs) you gotta be, you gotta be in multiple cults. (laughs) That's the secret. (laughs) That's great, man. I love it. anxiety attack no but it sucks and you know what i tell myself that's why you make money in this world yeah in life when i have an anxiety attack i always tell myself like this is this is why i'm able to earn money because i'm putting myself in uncomfortable positions that i don't want to be in right and i this sucks and i remind myself the reason i have Mm. these things in my life is because i'm facing hard shit fuck man that is that is a really insight. I don't know if I've it ever thought make it about easier. it like that. It I think make it, it does. Easier. There's some part of me that's like, ooh. But I remind myself that this is the price you you paid to not be in marketing. Right. <laughs> when right. you're in marketing, you don't got to do this shit. But when yeah. you're in sales, it's all on your shoulders. Oh. You got to make the sale. Nothing happens without a sale. Yeah. 
I was just talking to a friend. She, for many years, she was like self-employed, whether she was a photographer, owned her own yoga studio, whatever. And she kind of hit a wall in 2020 and was like, fuck this. I need a normal person's job. Like, I want someone to tell me where to be and when. Like, I just want to simplify my, my thought process for a couple years. And now she's starting to, like, navigate back into the world of, she's like, well, fuck, I... It's like, it's, uh, she's like, I kind of forgot I could just make like $2,000 for a day of taking pictures. Like, she's like, fuck, like, I think I'm going to start doing that a little bit more. And I'm like, yeah, man, at the end of the day, those nights where maybe like the, the, the company or like the client pays you late and you know, you, you can't charge the client. What do you, you just got to wait. Sometimes they're a month and a half out on the invoice and you're like, <laughs> you mean like the finessing of collecting cash. Right. Right. But just like all those like little stressful moments where things didn't go as planned when you're an entrepreneur and you don't have a safety net because you don't have a business that's like, hey, okay, here's your paycheck every Friday, you know? So you're kind of out there doing your hustling. Um, and she was like expressing how she's a little bit scared to go back into that world. Like, ah, oh, you know, of like a said you know you like let's say so she just bought a house and she's like but what if this falls through this doesn't happen and I'm like I know man it's pretty terrifying but you know what's scarier 40 hours a week building somebody else's fucking dream you know it's tough because I mean I still I still believe I think that you need to work a nine to five until you have enough money where the rule of thumb is that you should be making the same salary you're making in your entrepreneurship before you yeah. abandon ship especially because if you do have a mortgage and stuff like that sure. it is stressful and you also don't want to be in a position where unless you have a repeatable like system of making mm -hmm. money it's actually like really stupid in my mind <laughs> to drop everything and go all in no of course because of it's course like building wealth is such like a right. consistent process that when you lose a few years it really like just slows you down yeah. versus like but i i do get what you're saying in the sense that you gotta just right. you gotta go all in on your passion right. if you don't then you're just asking yourself what am i doing and right. it's tough because you need to be hungry and you need to have passion for things but it's also okay to change your career and change your life and yeah. do something different like i'm in sales i love people and really people in sales just have no other hard skills. So they're in sales, <laughs> but they also make the most money. Funny enough, works. she's in sales too. And she's just like, oh man, she's like, it's really making me hate people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, you have to, I cold call people all the time for cigars.com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Go? I love it. I have a great cold call. Yeah. I hit them with so much Pitch positivity. Me. Let me hear it. Oh, hello. After a few rips of that J, I don't know if I can, I would be like, <clears throat> hello <laughs> i'm trying to like remember like actually put myself in the position of if i was uh i can't hey, do this, this is ian lenhart i'm with cigars.com like hey this is this is ian i'm with this guy just did it so much better than you did I just, <laughs> i'm trying to hey it's ian lenhart with cigars.com yeah i say hey this is ian lenhart with cigars.com um i was hoping you could guide me uh, wh what's your name um <laughs> Aubrey, uh, Aubrey. Aubrey, awesome. Yeah, I was. I, I, I found you guys through ASI, and I try to find something relatable or some sort of type of thing. Yeah. And it seems like it looks like someone from your team was looking up tobacco-related products, <laughs> and I was just curious. Uh, were you guys actually little. looking for cigars? Because we're actually the only vendor in all of ASI that does that. And <laughs> I, I'm just curious. Like, is that have you guys ever done that in the past? Is that something you guys would ever do? 
Yeah. Or are you the best contact to talk to about that? Something along those lines. That's amazing. Man. I keep it open minded and I always ask them to guide me. Like I'm lost. <laughs> I'm not calling to sell I you think, something. I, I don't th- even know if you're the right person I should be talking to. And then I find open ground because right. I'm acknowledging that this is awkward right. from the beginning. I feel like that would hook me. I feel way better now. Now I feel dialed because my brain's yeah. back in it. But at first it took me a second to, to Welcome remind back. myself what's going on there. <laughs> but I think that's such a great cold call approach. It's like, hey, like I am calling because it seems that y- I try to make it seem that I'm returning their call. Right. It almost had that vibe. It was like uh, somebody in the company was reaching out to me, us. Is exactly. that, do you think? And they're like, well, fuck, maybe. I don't know. A hundred percent. And that's the way to flip the script on them. Yeah. You know, That's I amazing. called this one guy up and he said no to the ask. And then I found a second pitch. Then he said no to that ask. And that, it sounds like that ass, but it's that ass. <laughs> said no and to at that the ass. end of it, he goes, no, but uh, if you ever want to sell shirts, uh, I would love to hire you because that was great. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that was dope. I felt really, I was so pumped after that. <laughs> Did you take it? And then I say, Ian, don't worry, man. If you ever shit goes real south, and I always play this position in my head. I don't know if it's what makes me motivated or it's like a really detrimental thing. Mm -hmm. But I always say, worst comes the worst. (laughs) You sell the house and you move to Portugal, man. You know? Uh, uh, uh. Is that where you'd go, Portugal? So next summer, I committed to living in Europe. What? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. June, July, August, for sure, maybe more. But I'm going to live in Portugal wow. because Portugal's badass. It's great for Americans. Okay. And I lived in Lisbon for three days. So I didn't live. I traveled. And, <laughs> That's uh, like three days. I need, so they to, hear that I need right? to scratch that itch. Okay. I think Port. I think you're. Are you holding down the house, guy? Well, he's Hell gone. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. He's like, him, be my him and his love, man. <laughs> right. Oh my God. This place. He's going to take over your bedroom. It's done. <laughs> it's already been taken it's over. done. This guy's in love. That's so cute. Mm. I love it. You guys are a really cute couple. I appreciate that. So Thank cute. You. How long have you been with her now? Uh, 10 months, 11 months. Time flies. Almost a year. I mean, I've known her for a year for sure. That's so cool. It's cool when you actually see people and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. They do it. Right. That works. Yeah. That was one of the... <laughs> <laughs> they do it. That'll work. That'll do. That was a, a sentiment my current partner and I kind of came. We both have a, that's why I giggled when you asked me out. I'm like, oh, always. Because we both have a tendency to like, <laughs> like speed date, like rapid fire, you know, and and also fall wildly in love with each one of them. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I know. And so we both kind of were like, man, this is so good, but it's kind of got, you know, he's 37 and I'm 35. And so it's at the point where it's like, just kind of the, like the boy who cried wolf. And so even I was telling my mom, I was like, oh, he's great. He's sister. And she's like, oh, that's nice, Aubrey. Well, let's just hope this one works. And I was like, mom, Whoa. fuck. She made 45. <laughs> who, me? No, your mom. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that pressure because nothing's worse than hanging out with a bunch of couples who are not like, who just make you feel you're in the wrong for being single. Those are the worst couples. Who you have those friends? Don't no, I don't hang out with them. Oh, good. You know what I mean? But there's people in life is life. I think the reason why divorce rates are so high is because everyone wants to get married between the ages of 25 and 30 and they feel they have to. Mm -hmm. So they have been with someone for multiple years. They say, all right, this is the next step in the process. (laughs) Right. She wants the ring. Yeah. Let me debit 20 G's. Let me get that ring. But they haven't really discovered themselves. They haven't explored. 
and I don't know. I think it's easy to fall. And again, I might just be validating me being single. I'm, I totally appreciate that as an actual realistic example. But I just think people find themselves in a position where they just try to seek what they think they want because it's right. easy to fall in love. It's really hard to break up. Yeah. And it's also easy to look past giant red flags because sex is tight. Right. You know. Or also, you know, if you're like, I think that it's comes out down to like exposure because I think a lot of people who think that they are happy are probably like 40% fulfilled by their partner. And, and then of course they like meet this other person and, but they're like, oh, this is great. This is everything. And they meet like one other person who's like mildly interesting. And then now they're having an affair, you know? Um, but it's, yeah, I, I could definitely like in this current iteration of what I'm experiencing, I'm like, have I ever been in love before? This is, this is great. I was joking with him. I was like, half of me is like, wow, I never want to let this go because it feels so unlike anything I've ever had. And then the other half of me is like, does it get better after this? Because the last time I thought that was like as good as it gets, you know, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that like having discernment, like you were saying between chemistry and actual attraction, you know, are you just like, is it going to feel good to hang out or is it going to actually like lead somewhere? And that's a, I think as you get older, uh, hopefully a more easy decision to make. I think one um, big thing is, does the, does your partner really care for you? Like oof. Really care about you? Yeah. Because again, there's a difference between attraction and and just right. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. It's interesting you say that. I that's when when my friends are like, well, what's different? So back to us saying being the the girl who cried wolf, or in his case, the boy who cried wolf, to try to explain to our friends or our family how special this one is. It just like sounds fucking stupid because like we've said that before. We've been there and done that, and so it's one of those things where uh, you know I don't know. Hopefully like sky when i'm 11 months in they'll be like man that couple just like they really click you know they do the thing totally uh, and i think that's the best test is that when you can bring your partner around your close friends and yeah. your close friends tell you you gotta lock that down <laughs> then you know right because they're not getting up in that they're, <laughs> they're seeing it for all for what it really is right they're not seeing it from what you see it as. They're, they don't have those. Like, they don't know what's going on in the bedroom. They know what's going on in reality. <laughs> That's why I truly think like if the friends aren't vibing with it, then there's probably a red flag that you right. should consider there. Because yep. you love you chose your friends for a reason. Isn't it awesome though <laughs> when you meet couples that you're just like, yo, those are people are perfect for each other. Yeah, man. Like really Chef great. Michael and his wife. Oh, they are amazing. so special. The best. The best. Evan so and Tori, Evan Pagliata no, and Tori, Matt and Haley, Matt and Haley, like those people are dynamite together. So what, you're just like the one friends. weird single friend in the group? Or? I've been that for uh, a while. No, this past, this jokes. past show, it was, it was literally Mike and Courtney, Matt and Haley, Guy <laughs> and no, Karina no, no. Haley and me. Wasn't here. Well, yeah, she wasn't there, but he's having a baby with her in a month. <laughs> she may intense. as well be there. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I've accepted my role and here I am. No, you watch, you're going to meet some beautiful girl in Portugal. Probably, but you know, the reality just is... never is, come back. You know, I, I can't control it, you know. I can just How focus, old are you? focus on building me, 31. You baby. But the truth is... Don't worry about it. We, in our age and... Gen First of all, we live a lot longer than our parents. Hypothetically, we should live a lot longer <laughs> than our the parents. The reasonings yeah. that you have to reason <laughs> make yourself... <laughs> You've gone deep. He's well, like, first of all, mom, I'm going to live longer. Um, <laughs> I'm saving money. 
I'm gonna find the right partner. <laughs> yeah, kidding. and uh, you know, when it happens, it happens, and I'm I gonna have a main coon. So <laughs> 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 me and my coon, me and my boy. That's incredible. But yeah. love is tight. Friendships are tight. Relationships are tight. And uh, <laughs> is this this is how Stoney wraps up the podcast? <laughs> Well, I saw your face first, and then I saw you give me the cue, and I was like, "That's the cue that we got." Wrap roll. it up, son. because it is a long one, and I'm really hungry. And Realistically, starving. this is a very long podcast, and I'm gonna end it with the last question cool. because we always do this, and it's change for you. If that? you could go back and speak to the old 16 year old Aubrey, and you could have talked to her and tell her something that could have saved you a ton of time, money, heartache, headache. Mm. anything that would have just saved yourself years of agony and personal growth, what would you have told her? Mm. I guess just to like really fucking fully be yourself. People love you. You're great. Just be you. (laughs) I mean it. I mean, like the more I am myself, you know, if I like, if I was trying to be like, if I was trying to show up in a way that I thought maybe you guys wanted to see, this would be so lame. It would not be fun. And and I think about so many times in my life where I was so shy and I had that that weird feeling in your body, you know, versus like that fucking like fully embodied and I'm here feeling. Uh, and I think about how those social interactions go versus how they could have went. Um, the relationships that could have built, how much more I could have loved myself and how much more ease I could have had in life. So yeah, just to fully just be yourself, man. Love yourself. Aubrey Marie, mm. I love you. I love Thanks you. Thanks for coming. Thank you, this man. It's a damn good so. day show. I love you, Sky. Love you, You're too. You're the man. Ooh.